It was only 15 minutes before the social worker came down to talk to Mac, Mamie, and Marie, but it felt like hours. The social worker was a pleasant-looking biracial lady. She looked like Kimora Lee Simmons, creator of Baby Fat Clothing Line, and ex-wife of Def Jam mogul Russell Simmons. The only difference was she was more petite and not as tall. The Simmons look-alike stood in front of the trio solemnly, taking in the appearance of each one. She noted that Marie had bloodstains on her clothes, but no tears, while Mac and Mamie had tears, but no bloodstains. She wasn't sure how to exactly proceed with this call. The nurse came over and stood closely by her, then said, In a nutshell, we have a 14-year-old female gunshot victim. Her condition is presently unknown, as she is still in surgery. The elderly lady here says she is the female victim's grandmother. Yet this gentleman states that the female victim hasn't any living grandmothers and that he is the biological paternal uncle. I do not know to whom any information should be given out in regards to the victim and the circumstances in which she arrived. I figured the state would want to get involved to oversee this young girl's recovery since the family obviously can't agree on anything. The social worker seemed a little flustered by the nurse's explanation of events. She politely informed her that she would handle it from here. The social worker said, Hi, my name is Ms. Singh, and I am the assigned social worker for the hospital. I wish to ask each of you a series of questions, separately, of course. Then we can take it from there. Sounds good? Marie was in agreement, but Mac was highly upset. He let it be known. He reached into his back pants pocket and produced a wallet. He pulled out his New York State ID, a couple of wallet-sized pictures, and at least two full pictures that he cut up in order to fit into his wallet. No need for all this, ma'am. If you just take a look at these items, you will see I couldn't possibly be lying. Coy, sorry, Eliza is her first given name, is my blood niece. Here is my identification, a picture of her father and me, as he holds her up in the delivery room after birth. This one here is her first grade school picture. This one is a more recent picture of her, myself, and her siblings. They, too, are my brother's children. I am their uncle and will be taking care of them, along with my fiancé, Mamie Richards. Marie instantly cut him off by saying, I don't mean to be the bearer of such bad news, but you are doing a horrible job of protecting these children. They are in foster care as we speak, and Coy, well, you know where she is at. Ma'am, Miss Singh, I'm not going to go through with this charade any longer. Coy is a dear friend of mine because I used to babysit her father as a child. I recently met up with her because she was friends with my grandson, Mike. She and Griffin came to my house looking for Mike, but he is out of town visiting family members. As I closed my apartment door, all I heard was gunfire. Coy made it back to my apartment, although shot, and I dragged her inside and waited on the paramedics. I needed to know what was going to happen to that sweet child, since I already heard her mama was in jail and her siblings were in the foster care system. I also figured she would need a friendly, motherly face if she were to pull through her injuries. I surely didn't mean anyone any harm. I am simply trying to be a calm in the midst of the storm. Understood, Mrs. What is your last name again? The social worker asked her. Just call me Marie, Marie informed them believing the less information she gave them, the less likely the murderous money trail would lead to her grandson. Marie, thank you. I'm sure the family is appreciative of your actions, Miss Singh said, noting Marie's graceful head nod of agreement. 
The social worker turned to Coy's uncle and asked, Your name, sir? It's on the license, but you can just call me Mac, he said, being a wise ass. And this is my wife, well, soon-to-be wife, Mamie. They all shook hands. Then Mac politely tapped the social worker's elbow and asked her to follow him to the opposite side of the room. As they walked away, Mamie and Marie noted how Mac towered over Ms. Singh's small frame. Mamie secretly hoped Ms. Singh was not intimidated by Mac, or they might have a hard time being granted permission of being Coy's guardian. Mamie dismissed the notion and turned to sit and talk with Marie to thank her for assisting Coy the way she did until the family was notified. Marie listened to Mamie and went through the motions of being appreciative for her expression of gratitude. Honestly, in Marie's head, she was secretly seething she had to relinquish the position or rights to receiving first-hand information about Coy and Griffith's conditions. She wanted to know everything in order to relay the information to Mike.